Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Stopping My Daughter from Seeing My Mother-in-Law After She Violated Her Dietary Requirements? I, 29 female, have a four-year-old daughter, Jody, and we are both vegetarian. I grew up veggie with a veggie mom, and I always knew my kids would be too. Recently, she has been refusing food, complaining she doesn't like it, etc. Hubby, 32 male, is not veggie. Sometimes he eats different things, and she'll ask to eat from his plate. He has broached the idea of her eating meat to see if that will help the food issue, but I've shut it down, and I found it really hurtful. He has since apologized and dropped it. We had a rune tea... We had a routine checkup at the doctor's, and he said that she is a little underweight, not good but not uncommon for her age. He told me to feed her things that she will eat even if it's a little less nutritious to get her weight up. This frustrated me. It's not how I was raised. You eat what you get or you don't eat. But I have started allowing her more junk food, like crackers or bread crisps, etc. Me and hubby spoke and agreed that we could work towards her diet improving and being more nutritious, but for now, it was more important to get her weight up. I thought everything was fine, and then she went for a visit to my mother-in-law's with my hubby. Normally, I love sending her there. Mother-in-law is good with her, and she always has a great time, so I thought nothing of it. I went to pick them up in the evening, and mother-in-law came to the door. She told me, excited, that Jody had cleared her plate and asked for seconds, which I was happy to hear, so I asked what she ate. Chicken nuggets. She fed my daughter chicken nuggets. I asked if they were vegetarian ones, which I still wouldn't have been happy with because I try not to feed her fried foods, but mother-in-law said no, they were real ones. I got so angry that I just had to grab Jody and get to the car. I would have left hubby there too if he hadn't followed us. I don't like arguing in front of Jody, so I waited until we got home and put her in bed, and then I just flipped. He said that mother-in-law was making chicken nuggets anyway. Obvious lie, no woman in her 60s has chicken nuggets for dinner. I don't know about that. And Jody asked if she could have some, and because mother-in-law was concerned for her health, she thought she should just say yes. I told him he could look after her if she got sick from the meat and Jody wouldn't be going to grandma's house anymore. He had the audacity to get angry at me for that, as if I could trust that woman around my child again. He said that she was acting in Jody's best interest and followed the doctor's orders, giving her what she will eat. I am so angry that they are using her health issue as an excuse for what they did. He said that it would break mother-in-law's heart not to see Jody anymore. And I said she should have thought about that before feeding her meat. He threatened violence and called me a helicopter parent. I don't think I could even talk to mother-in-law at the moment, let alone send my child into her care again. But I don't want to lose my husband over this. Am I the ass cannot? Um, I'm not a vegetarian. Wasn't raised a vegetarian. Candy Thunder is not a vegetarian. Wasn't raised a vegetarian either. I feel like that's a choice. 
I feel like being a vegetarian is a choice. And I, I don't, I personally can't see myself, even if I had made the choice to be a vegetarian, forcing that choice upon my child. But I understand how someone who's a vegetarian would automatically raise their child to be one. Now, it, it'd be tough to like make meat for your kid if you're a vegetarian. I, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, so I get how kids end up being vegetarians if their parents are vegetarians because it's you're you're making what you make. I don't I don't know. But if your child is refusing to eat and yeah, kids, kids can turn anything into energy and they can grow from anything. Obviously, you don't want to eat a ton of shit, but kids have this magical way of turning like a grilled cheese sandwich into two inches of growth and hair. I don't know how it works. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like being a vegetarian is a choice and choosing it for your children. I don't know how I feel about that, but, but if, if your kid isn't eating, they need to eat something. I don't know. This is like a sensitive subject. So help me out vegetarians in chat. How do you handle it with your kids? Do your kids automatically become vegetarians? Do you just choose for them? How does that work? I do not know. But I also feel like if I was a vegetarian, I would automatically raise my kid to be a vegetarian. And I understand how that would happen, but it's it's not working out well. Uh, and also, Candy Thunder, Candy Thunder makes a really good point here. She said, why does, why does dad not get a say in this decision? He's not a vegetarian. He's just automatically bowing down to OP's rule here, to his wife's rule and saying that, oh, okay. So, but he's not. And if this, let's say this is a, a hereditary thing where if she's genetically predispositioned to be a vegetarian, if both of your parents were vegetarians, maybe, but they're not. So it would be like 50 50 here, right? And he was there. He okayed her eating the chicken nuggets. Doesn't he get a say in her, her dietary restrictions as well? Uh, so Candy Thunder also says here that she said she was hurt that he suggested that she eat meat. Uh, this is a two way street, right? She got upset that he made a recommendation and said, like, she ate it she loved it she ate all of it she wanted seconds if we're having trouble getting her to eat right now and she wants this clearly she is not ready to make this decision to be a vegetarian yet and op suggesting or op forcing her to be one even though it is harming her harming her ability to eat leads to her choice to malnourish her child looking at the black and white of the situation now again i'm not a vegetarian so okay well let's say for a second that grandma's story is 100 legit and she was making chicken nuggets for herself um I know some 60 year old woman, women that would make chicken nuggets. And that's like, that's what we're having for dinner. It's, it's not unheard of. Like OP says it is. If she saw it, smelled it, decided she wanted it. And she decided to let her have it because she hasn't been eating much. Or maybe, maybe mother-in-law was like legitimately, if she won't eat and, and, uh, and her mom is forcing her to be a vegetarian. Maybe she's not a vegetarian. Maybe she would like to try meat. It was behind OP's back, but it wasn't behind her dad's back. And he is 50% here, right? He's half, I mean, he's a parent too. So it's just as bad, it's just as bad as mom saying that she can't have it, dad saying that she can't. They're just, they're parenting against each other right now. Candy Thunder, uh, yeah, Navy doesn't currently eat meat. She doesn't like it. We offer it. It's always available to her. She makes the choice not to eat it right now, which is, she still gets her protein. But it is, uh, yeah, I mean, it, she could very well end up, as a vegetarian, just of her own volition here, just by choices that she makes, but withholding it from a kid and then the kid proving that they like it and eating well when they haven't been eating well. I, it, it, uh. Let's address the question here. The question of the story is, am I the astronaut for stopping my daughter from seeing my mother-in-law after she violated her dietary requirements? This is a gross misrepresentation. It is not a dietary requirement. I think that's part of the problem here. It's being presented as a dietary requirement when it is the 
the proper description of it would probably be a uh, a dietary choice being enforced by mom that dad doesn't agree with. And let's let's follow the paths here. Let's say that this becomes a big enough deal to where they end up splitting up. Daughter ends up spending 50% of time here, 50% of time there. Unless there is a medical condition dictating that she not eat meat, she's not going to be able to control her not eating meat when she's with dad. She's not going to be able to have say over that. I don't think this is not mother-in-law's fault. So yeah, OP, you are the asshole for stopping your daughter from seeing your mother-in-law after she violated her dietary requirements. Just, just based on the verbiage of the question that you're asking here, you are taking this too far. And this is a choice that you made for yourself that you've, you've imposed on your daughter, even though her father is not a vegetarian. I don't, I'm not a vegetarian, so I can't, I can't speak to how that works when you're raising kids. But I can say that since her dad is not one, this is, this is inequality in parenting and you OP are not taking his thoughts or his wishes or his recommendations into consideration at all. You are making 100% of the decision when you only have 50% of the say. And that's a problem. Unless there's some kind of medical reason for her to not eat meat, she's already proven that she let her make that choice on her own when she's ready to. And right now, you should be more concerned for the well-being of your daughter, the health of your daughter, than you are what kind of food that she's eating. And again, we're never going to agree on everything here. So I know that there are going to be some people out there that strongly disagree with this, and that's okay. We have different points of view, and that's what makes us human. To me, this is you being 100% selfish, OP. You are thinking about you and your preferences right now rather than your daughter's health. And that does make you the asshole. Probably much more so than you think it does. It's Halloween week. We got to do it. We got to do it. So uh, my opinion here is that OP is the asshole is being 100% selfish and inflating this situation because she feels like this is attack against her personally, but she's thinking about herself and her own preferences rather than the well-being of her child. We're going to take a trip to ask on one OP. Now, if you are a vegetarian, I am, I am interested to know like, how you go about letting your kids make that choice or do you make that choice for them? I'm, I'm not in that world, so I don't know. But if you are a vegetarian, when you are raising your kids, is that a choice you let them make themselves or do you try to sway them one way or if they end up wanting me, do you let them have it? Like, how does that work? I, I imagine it's complicated, but it's got to be about them. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. And this one is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the Asconaut? Asked my wife to help with the kids. I feel like there's probably more to the story. My wife, Lisa, and I, both 30s, have three kids under five. I work full-time while Lisa is a stay-at-home mom with an Etsy shop where she makes and sells jewelry as our supplemental income. A while back, I received a nice bonus, and after a bit of discussion, it was decided I'd use my bonus for myself. All right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and hit this. I'm hitting the red, red flags here because the way it was worded leads me to believe that, that Opie decided for themselves to use their, their bonus for themselves. I managed to stay within budget, but I booked myself a two-week vacation to Hawaii. Okay. So the bonus that Opie got for themselves, they used to book themselves a two-week vacation to Hawaii without their family. Okay. Of course, this meant Lisa had the kids at home full-time while I was gone. When I returned, Lisa was exhausted, and I initially agreed to take the kids for the afternoon on Saturday so she could have some time to herself and unwind. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. 
So hang on. Two week vacation by yourself in exchange for one afternoon off. Seems fair. My cousin ended up inviting us to a barbecue the same day, and my cousin is one of my best friends, and I knew other childhood friends would be there. Lisa wasn't sure about going, but I told her everyone would be happy to see her and the kids, plus I'd watch them so she could relax and have a drink or two. The day of the barbecue, the kids were out of control, crying, screaming, fighting, not listening or following directions. It was impossible to have a conversation or catch up with my cousin or friends. I repeatedly walked over to Lisa to ask her to give me a hand with the kids. Each time she declined and said I agreed to watch them and this is her downtime. After another hour of chaos, I ended up yelling across the yard for once, can you please get off of your effing ass and help me with our kids? Like once is all I'm asking for. Um... So let me get this straight. There's more to the story. However, I'm going to I'm going to use my bonus when I'm, you know, the main breadwinner for the family. I'm, I'm the main supporter of the family. I got a bonus from work um, after some discussion, which means I've told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the bonus just for me. I'm going to go on a two week vacation without you. You're going to handle the kids while I'm gone. Uh, I'm going to get back. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to watch the kids for the afternoon to give you an afternoon off since you watched them the whole time that I was gone for two weeks uh, sunbathing in Hawaii. Um, but I'm not really going to follow through on that. I'm going to convince you to go to a barbecue, still telling you that I'm going to watch the kids the whole time. Um, but then once we get there, I'm going to renege on that and be like, hey, uh, get off of your effing A and come help with the kids for once and make you look like a piece of shit in front of everyone that's at this party. We haven't finished the story yet. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and fly up to Ascon 1 with the additional title of the Brozo Award. How is this guy still married? How? How is this guy still married? How is, how is, how is this guy's wife not been like, no, why am I still doing this with this jackhole of a walking penis? How has she not divorced this man yet? Okay. I'll finish the story. Okay, fine. Lisa stomped over to me and started whisper yelling that I was breaking my promise to let her have time to relax. She didn't want to be here and feels like I basically made her go. She's basically right, man. I tried explaining that these are people I don't see very often to, and to please not make a scene. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Okay, hold on. Lisa, will you please get over here for once and get off your rear and help with the kids for once? Lisa, please don't make a scene. Wait, didn't didn't he just make the scene? And then when she came over and whisper yelled in his ear, he was like, don't make a scene. I have witnessed some jackholes in my time, but this guy takes the jackhole cake. He's the top dog in the jackhole category. Unfortunately, a few people overheard us and we caught a few comments about Lisa being a lazy mom who only wanted to pawn off the kids on me slash she's taking advantage of me. I wonder how the f*** that happened, man. Lisa burst into tears and yelled at the people standing nearby that made the comments for them to all go to hell. Told me basically to go f*** myself took the car and left she returned a few hours later to pick me up and the kids we didn't speak to each other on the drive home 
Later that night, I tried talking to her that the kids were having a rough day and I just needed her help for a bit so I could finish a few conversations and I would have taken them right back. Lisa objected that wasn't fair and she had the kids all alone for two weeks while I was in Hawaii. She also said that's not what upset her the most. It was how I phrased what I said and how I let people insult her and didn't immediately jump to her defense. I told Lisa those people don't know her like I do and have no idea how hard she works to take care of the kids. Our house and run her Etsy shop, nor did I have time to react before she ended up leaving. Am I the asshole? Yes! You didn't have time to react before she ended up leaving. What did you do after, Captain Dicknot? What did you do after? Did you explain yourself? Did you explain the deal that you made that you broke? Did you explain why you had to make that deal in the first place? Did you explain that this was an extremely lopsided deal and you had just gotten back from two weeks in Hawaii and yet couldn't handle the afternoon with the kids that you promised her? Did you explain all that? Because I feel like if you did, they would have called her and apologized and she would have known that you had explained yourself, but you didn't because you didn't want to look like a dick not in front of all these people. You didn't want to look like the lazy parent. You just wanted to make her look like one. You, sir, as we've already established, are absolutely an Ascon one and a brozo. You don't deserve to be married to this person. You don't deserve to be the father of these children. You're going to lose uh, your wife for sure. You're going to end up not seeing your kids very much because that would require you giving a shit. And actually taking care of them instead of only caring about yourself, you piece of shit. Maybe just go back to Hawaii and stay there. Maybe that's the best thing for everyone. Oh, but by the way, since you've been the primary breadwinner, get ready to pay child support and probably some alimony too. Wonder how many Hawaiian vacations you're going to be taking yourself to after that. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Expecting My Daughter to Welcome Her Stepmother and Stepbrother on Our Family Vacation? Throw away, my daughter is an avid Reddit user. I-48 male recently lost my wife to cancer a year ago. 
It was very devastating for me and my daughter, Emily, 17 female. Three months ago, I remarried to an amazing woman, Jess, 41 female. We've been working together for several years and she helped me out a lot when my wife was in the hospital during treatments. Things have always been tense between me and my daughter as she has always been a mama's girl. They've been getting more tense since Jess and her son, Eli, 8 male, have moved in two months ago. Wife passed one year ago. He started seeing new lady three months ago, which would have been nine months after his wife passed. She moved in a month later with her son. I could see why your daughter has a problem with this. To give background, me and my daughter live in a two-bed, two-bath house. When it was just us, my daughter and I each had our own rooms. Now that two more people have moved in, Jess and I thought it would be best if her son slept in my daughter's room. Emily originally did not agree with this, but eventually came around when I told her it was either share a room or take the couch. Okay. I thought this arrangement was okay because once she turns 18, I'm expecting her to move out on her own. <laughs> what the, every sentence gets worse. What is happening here? Other than the room situation, Emily has been hostile with Jess and Eli since they moved in. I cannot understand why she could have this resentment towards Jess, who has done nothing but try to be a motherly figure for Emily. Really? OP, no reasons. You can't think of anything. Maybe try harder. Now we are planning a family vacation for me, Emily, Jess, and Eli. Emily and I made the vacation plans together right after her mother passed as a way for us to mourn together. I extended the invite to Jess and Eli after they moved in so we could all feel like a brand new family. Dude, what are you doing? I originally booked two rooms, one for me and one for Emily, so we could have our own privacy in the evenings. But Eli has insisted on his own room, so he can feel like a grown-up on his first ever vacation. I told Emily about the new arrangement and told her I could cover the cost of a new room for her, but only half. <laughs> what? I can only do half because I am taking Eli to Legoland like he was hoping for this vacation. I am hoping that Jess and Emily will be able to bond while I bond with Eli and our family will be blended by the time we are back home. Yeah, no pressure at all on anything, right? There's more to the story, but holy shit, could you try to cram this down your daughter's throat anymore? Talk about moving fast. You got somebody moved in less than a year after your wife passed, and you're hoping to successfully blend a family while on a vacation. Zero to one. I expected Emily to be okay with this because she is a lot older than Eli and more mature than him. Instead, she totally freaked out and went off on both me and Jess, saying she feels like not only has her mother been replaced in eight months, but she's also being replaced by the son I have always wanted. I admit I have always wanted to be a boy dad, but that doesn't mean that I love Emily any less. I think your actions are proving otherwise, sir. I love Emily, and I really do miss her mom, but I feel like I deserve to move on and get on with my life and find happiness. Why doesn't Emily want that for us? So Reddit, am I the astronaut? I think, you know, we've, we've read we've read some stories like this whenever, whenever a parent moves on quickly. And for the children, the children take offense to this because they feel like it's it's disrespectful to the memory of, the parent who's passed. They feel like it is disrespectful to them because their mother is a part of them. They are a part of that family. And in this case, it does feel like he's just literally just adopting a new family and through his actions, forcing her out. 
He threatened to make her sleep on the couch. If you didn't let this eight-year-old boy stay in her room and start bunking with her, why would you take on? It's just, it's, it's all confusing. And then the vacation that they had already planned that was originally intended to mourn together. He's now telling her she's got to pay for half of her own room. She's 17. Dude, your actions are saying that you give zero your actions are saying that this new family, I, I understand this may be a part of your mourning process and how you cope, but you're coping by making decisions that are harming your daughter. And the fact that you can't think of any reason why she would be upset is extremely concerning. Extremely. I think this is denial. I think you know damn well why she's upset. I think you know damn well what's going on here. You know damn well what decisions you're making and how she's taking them. She's 17 fucking years old, man. You're hoping that she'll be gone by the time she's 18, like you're just going to kick her out the door? I mean, it sounds like that's what's happening here, and you get the do-over family that you've always wanted with a boy. I'm bringing up the scale because I want to make sure that I'm taking the time to be thoughtful with this. Um, yeah, that's enough. That was enough time. I think you have to be aware of, of when you're making decisions that are selfish and they're affecting your children. You have to at least be aware, aware enough to say, I understand what's happening instead of choosing the path of denial. I, this feels like a, a choice. This feels like choosing the path of denial. He's erasing his old life and getting a do over family. This is you ignoring your past like it never existed. And that past includes your daughter. You're just forcing her out. Damn. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is cold. Am I the astronaut for abandoning my daughter on vacation? What is happening? My vein's going to stop popping out here soon, if it's not already. My wife and I have always dreamed of celebrating our 40th anniversary with a luxurious vacation. Just the two of us, reliving the romance of our early years. We had it all planned out for a few years now, and we were excited beyond words. Enter our adult daughter, Jane. Jane and her husband got wind of our plans and promptly invited themselves and their two children, nine female, five male, along. I originally put my foot down and told them this trip was just for us, which upset her some. But my wife has a hard time saying no to Jane, as she is the youngest of our children and our only daughter, and she didn't want to hurt her feelings, so she reluctantly agreed to let them join. Time out! My original feelings that existed at the beginning of this story have done a 180. Because at the beginning, it was like, ah, oh, you abandoned your kid on vacation? That sucks, bruh. But now it's like, oh, your kid is an adult with a nine-year-old and a five-year-old who invited herself on your 40th anniversary vacation? I get it. I wasn't thrilled about it at the time, but I wanted to make my family happy. And I knew my wife was also okay with the idea of a family trip. Even if she was heartbroken, we wouldn't get our romantic trip. We went along with it. The place we were originally going was not child-friendly, so we changed course and decided on an all-inclusive family-friendly resort. We paid for the resort and our grandchildren's plane tickets. 
Jane and her husband only had to pay for their own airfare. Here's where things get complicated. They weren't already? As the vacation got closer, I started having a change of heart. I realized that our 40th anniversary was a once-in-a-lifetime milestone, and I wanted to honor it in a way that was true to our original plans. My wife and I may not be able to afford a trip like this again for quite some time, and it's something we always wanted to do. So without consulting anyone, I switched our tickets last minute to go to the romantic destination that my wife and I had originally planned for. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean by getting complicated now. Okay. I did not tell Jane or her husband. I didn't even tell my wife until the day before our flight left, which was a day before Jane's flight left for their vacation. Hold on. Okay, so so the whole the whole trip wasn't canceled for Jane and her kids. You still paid for that one, but you're you're just you're going somewhere different now. I'm having trouble keeping up. It wasn't an easy decision, and I feel guilty about it, but I wanted our 40th anniversary to be the special, intimate celebration we had always hoped for. That's what he means. We called Jane after we landed to tell her, and she was extremely upset, to say the least. She seemed of the idea that we were going to look after our grandkids so she and her husband could have alone time, and now that I abandoned her, they would have to do it all by themselves. I hung up on them when my son-in-law started shouting and my wife and I enjoyed the rest of our trip. Okay, hold up. Red flags for this. So not only did she invite herself on your 40th anniversary vacation, she did so so that you could watch her kids. So it was really just a vacation for her and her husband while well, you guys were the babysitters. Although you, even though you guys paid for everything but their plane tickets there. Oh my God. What kind of human have you all raised? You've raised a beast. She's an absolute animal. Why have you done this to yourselves? They came back the same day that we did, but have not answered any of our texts, and Jane seems to be ignoring me. What, you mean she didn't like her free vacation? Tough shit, Jane. Sorry didn't include complimentary babysitters. My wife told me she vastly preferred our trip to the family trip we would have taken, but she still doesn't like how Jane is mad at us and wants me to apologize. I'm not sure I want to. After learning Jane and her husband were using us for free babysitting and a free trip, but I feel like I should just, but I feel like I should just to keep the peace. Am I the astronaut for changing our trip destination last minute and leaving Jane and her family to fend for themselves? Well, really, let's define fend for themselves they got to stay at an all-inclusive family-friendly resort for free if that's fending for yourself boy howdy i'll fend for myself all day every day as a member of your family sir what role would you like me to play do not apologize but 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 this is also on you guys jane is who she is because y'all raised her to be an entitled little shit. As evidenced by Mummy, letting this happen, letting her invite herself on your 40th anniversary trip because she didn't want to upset her. She didn't want her to be mad at her. Jeez, I wonder how Jane ended up this way. I wonder how all this happened. I wonder how many times Jane has been like, oh, I can get anything I want. I just have to make my mom think that I'm going to be mad at her if she doesn't give it to me. And I win 100% of the time. And that's been happening Jane's entire life. And OP, even though I agree with the decision you made, and, and you are NTA here. Let's go ahead and make that official. Let me get it out of the way. NTA, no, it's your 40th anniversary trip. You still gave them a free vacation. It just didn't include you being uh, prisoners with jobs the entire time. And she still pestered you because you got a free vacation. However, grain of salt, she is who you made her to be.
And maybe, maybe that's more so your wife's fault, but, but parenting is a, is a two, it's a two person job. You guys did it together. And, and this is, this sounds like the first time that you've stood up to your baby girl in her life. And it's your 40th anniversary. So no, you're not the asshole. Um, you should have been doing this a long, long, long time ago. Pain creates change. I doubt that this is enough pain for Jane to change her ways at this point in her life. But uh, I think you should make decisions like this more often. Just remember, she is who you made her. By things like your wife letting her invite herself to the trip because she didn't want her to be mad. And like your wife now saying that she wanted you to apologize because she doesn't want her to be mad at you guys. I just can't stand it when Jane is mad at me, you know. She is the bebe of the family. Uh, I, I, I much preferred our romantic soiree, but I don't want her to be angry with me. I don't want her to be cross. Please, John. NTA, but damn. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, My Wife Said I'm Not Our Daughter's Father. This is from True Off My Chest. During a huge fight, my wife told me I'm not our daughter's father. My wife and I have a six-year-old daughter. We've been married for almost nine years. We got into a really big argument, which isn't unusual for us these days. We've been on the verge of divorce multiple times, but always end up changing our minds. This time, she got so mad that she yelled at the top of her lungs, She's not even your daughter, and he was a better f*** too. She being our daughter, of course. My wife's facial expression told me she immediately realized what she had said. Then she claimed she was just mad and said it to be mean. It's not true, blah, blah, blah. It made me start to think about when our daughter was conceived. We had been having marital problems even back then. We had actually kind of informally separated for a short time, and I was pretty sure I was done with the whole thing, but we both changed our minds. I can't help but wonder if she was with somebody else during that time. She could have just said what she said to be cruel, but that's a pretty serious thing to say. I hate myself that I'm looking at my daughter now and wondering if features I thought she got for me really aren't for me at all. She looks so much like my wife that it's hard to see much of anyone else in her at all anyway. I love my daughter. I love being a dad. Her dad. I feel like I was meant to do it. We have such a great relationship. She loves her mom, but my daughter and I have just a special bond that my wife has said she's jealous of. That might be why she said what she said. I don't know. It wouldn't change how I felt about my daughter, but my wife would definitely no longer be my wife. It scares the shit out of me to think that somebody else could have some sort of parental right to my kid, even though I'm still legally her father, regardless of DNA. It's not like a random guy is going to come along all these years later and try to establish paternity anyway, but it's still unsettling. I'm probably overthinking it, and my wife was most likely just trying to be extra cruel, which is her defense mechanism and arguments, but I just wish I could stop thinking about it. There is an update, but let's talk about this for a sec. I was hoping that OP in here would say, would say it wouldn't change how I feel about my daughter. And I can't put myself in this situation, but I can say for certain, for absolutely certain, this guy is in a deadly toxic relationship. 
if her defense mechanism is to go for the jugular is to say the most cruel thing that she can think of every time you guys fight and you guys are fighting a lot. Now I have been in those situations. I have been in those kind of relationships and I can tell you right now it needs to end the relationship. It may not be that you're, that you're bad people individually, but you are a toxic combination. It might, she may be completely different with someone else. But there's something about the combination of the two of you. There are there are those couples where you bring out the worst in each other, not the best. And I'm telling you from experience, it needs to end. And I'm telling you from experience, your child will be happier when you two are removed from this volatile, toxic situation because the stress and the vibe, the aura in your home right now, your kid can feel. She feels the toxicity in that home right now. She may not realize it, but someday she will. And she will benefit so much from having two separate and happy homes than one toxic, unhappy home. That is tough to see. But if this is the situation you're in, it, it is. this needs to end. Uh, update. All right. Some of you ha- may have read my original post regarding my wife screaming that I wasn't our daughter's father during a recent argument. I got some great advice plus some crazy advice. My inbox has blown up with people messaging me to offer advice, suggestions, and encouragement. I realized that even though a large part of me really didn't want to know if she was telling the truth, I had to find out for the sake of my daughter. If I wasn't her biological father, there's just too great of a chance that she'd accidentally find out one day via an ancestry test or whatever new technology they have 15 years from now that she might want to do for fun. I wouldn't want her to find out that way. I wouldn't want to find out that way. It was also important to know just to protect us in a legal sense. I had to know just to be prepared. I haven't shared this update here until now because my original post had so much traffic and who knows who might have been looking at it. I bought an at-home test from the store and she thinks it was just a COVID test that was done in the mouth. She has had to take COVID tests before, so it wasn't a big deal for her to do it at all. They offer sample process tracking plus guaranteed results online in two days once the samples arrive at their lab. Sure enough, the results were available within 48 hours when the samples arrived. She's my daughter. Oh, she's always going to be my daughter, but biologically, she's mine. I don't think I've ever felt so relieved by a test result in my life. Hold up. I have to do this just because I have to do this. OP, you are the father. She's my daughter. She's always going to be my daughter, but biologically, she's mine. I don't think I've ever felt so relieved by a test result in my life. The more I thought about it after sharing my story here, the more I really began to believe that my wife's statement went beyond just trying to hurt me. She was definitely trying to hurt me to the core when she said it, but I started to feel pretty certain that when she had slept with someone else around the time that her daughter was conceived and she either didn't know who the father really was or had believed for our daughter's entire life that I wasn't her biological father. My wife was not informed that I had done the test. I pretended like I had totally dropped the issue regarding what she had said to me. I confronted her today. Our daughter went to a sleepover, so I knew it was really the only time I'd have any time soon. I definitely didn't want our our daughter to be home when I informed my wife about what I had done, so I told her a white lie. I showed her the test box, had my online account pulled up on my phone, but not close enough to her so that she could see the results. I told her that we needed to talk about what she said about me not not being our father's daughter, that it really hurt me and I couldn't get over it, and that I'd done a DNA test. Her panic was obvious. At that moment, I knew she hadn't just made the statement to hurt me. There was something behind it. I told her that her daughter wasn't mine and that I wanted to know who the hell she slept with. Did he know that he had a kid? 
How long had she known about this? And did she know that it was considered paternity fraud? She started crying and was obviously so stunned by all of this that she didn't even ask me to see the actual test results. She should have demanded that because she would have easily been able to tell that I was bluffing. I at least would have gotten satisfaction from scaring her and essentially having proof for myself that she had been with somebody else and at least believed that there was a good chance my daughter wasn't biologically mine. No, she told me who she slept with, begged for my forgiveness, begged me not to tell him about any of it, told me what a great father I am and that I'm the only man she wants to be the father of our daughter, told me she'd do anything as long as I swore to never tell this other guy the truth. The other guy is somebody who I grew up with and was friends with. I haven't talked to him in years now. At the time that our marriage was on the rocks and our daughter was conceived, I had been hanging out with him and a few other buddies pretty regularly. She supposedly couldn't stand him. He seemed to be acting like a good supportive friend to me during that time. He was a friend, but never the type of guy that I'd want my sister or good female friend who I actually respected to ever hang out with. He was really good looking and he knew it. Cocky, arrogant, but women loved him. He slept with God knows how many women and has contracted a few STDs that I was aware of over the years. After my wife and I found out she was pregnant and our relationship greatly improved for some time, I stopped associating with him. She couldn't stand him, and he started to annoy me. He's married now with two kids who are younger than my daughter. I've heard from other people that he's cheated on his wife and also developed a drug problem. Although he's tried reaching out, I've kept my distance because I just don't respect the guy, and I think he's a scumbag. They had sex a few times after she found out that I went on a date with another woman. She says she was hurt by what I did, and although she hadn't planned to sleep with him, he convinced her to do it. She claims she didn't enjoy it and she felt disgusted about it ever since. She felt pretty sure that he was our daughter's biological father this entire time, but never wanted him involved in our lives or for him to have any rights or access whatsoever to our daughter. She told me she'd do anything, including an amicable divorce, giving me full access to our daughter, letting me keep our house and not asking for any support if I just agree to be our daughter's father and to never say a word to the slimy POS she thought produced our kid. Wow, this is getting way out of hand, isn't it? I told her the truth after that. Thank goodness. I was like, boot, if he keeps this up the entire time, I don't know how I feel about that. I told her the truth after that. I could have continued to hold it over her head, but why? She's mad that I lied to her. I did lie, but she thought she had been lying to me about our daughter's paternity for six plus years. So I called that even. In the end, she ended up sobbing out of relief for several minutes straight and we hugged while she cried, but I don't forgive any of what she's done. You hugged? At the end of this, now I'm going to get a full panel of STI tests next week. I'm terrified to know where his penis has been. I think you would probably know by now if you had one. It's practically been in and out of every hole of our entire town, not to mention the entire college campus where we went to school. I've heard plenty of stories. He's an effing bastard, and I'm sad to say that he was revived after his last supposed overdose last year. Editing to add that, yes, my wife and I were informally separated at the time that I went on a date, and she subsequently had sex with this guy. We didn't actually agree to see other people, but I told her I was done with our marriage, and in my mind, it was over. We were still living together and sleeping in the same bed, so the lines were sort of fuzzy. I went on a date, and it was a pretty innocent date. I didn't sleep with the woman or anything like that. My wife found out and went ballistic, screaming, chasing me down at work, calling me cold-hearted and saying, Who does that? She was really upset, devastated, begged me to be with her again and not to divorce her. This is a uh, a toxic relationship. I go back to that. I go back to this being a super toxic relationship. These are two people that bring out the worst in each other. These are people that should not be together. This is toxic. You guys make each other worse people. And that is not what a marriage or a partnership should be. You guys should make each other better people every day. 
and it's not, not it's not going to happen every day, but overall, you guys should inspire each other to want to be better people, to try harder, to do the right thing, especially by each other. This is a toxic relationship that for the benefit of your daughter, I feel like you guys need to end this because this is a toxic environment. And look at it this way. If for no other reason, the example that you are setting for your daughter right now is that this is love. This is what she knows of marriage, and she's going to grow up and end up in the same situation. This is what complacency gets you, ladies and gentlemen. It gets you in a toxic relationship, and I can tell you from experience, ending it is the right decision for your kids. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you, and it's a cake story. Heck yeah. Am I the astronaut for canceling my birthday party because my parents cut my sister a slice of my custom cake the night before my party when she cried for it? I'm so sorry, OP. I have an actual tear forming right now. Each one a memory of a slice of cake. My 16-year-old sister, 11 female, is the miracle golden child. She always gets what she wants whenever she wants. My parents are always trying to please her and make her happy. They always make a big effort on her birthday to do whatever that she asks for, but they can barely remember mine and they are always conveniently broke. This year, I wanted to enjoy my birthday, so I babysat and even mowed lawns to make this possible. My birthday was a few days ago and the party was scheduled for the day after. I have been planning for weeks and invited all of my friends. I bought the food, snacks, and drinks and picked up my custom-made cake, which I was really excited about. It was just perfect. The night before the party, I noticed that my cake, which was in the fridge, had a huge slice missing. Even worse, she paid for it. She paid for all of her own party shit. Oh, my God. When I asked my dad, he shrugged and nonchalantly said that my sister was crying for it and it was just a small piece. My friends wouldn't notice. I yelled at him asking why he would do something like that when it wasn't even bought with his money and that my sister could have waited for tomorrow. This made him angry and he went on a tirade about how I think I'm an adult because of my stupid party, implying at the fact that I did everything myself and did not ask them for anything. I ended up calling it off because I was not able to change the location last minute as I didn't have the means to and I was so hurt. I didn't want to host it at home anymore. One of my friends told me that calling it off was an overreaction and that I could have just gritted my teeth and gone through with it, gone through with doing it at home rather than canceling just hours before. That's the end of the freaking story, and I hate it. No. Okay, this is this this um this cake was like representative, right? She's 16 years old and had to pick up odd jobs to make the money to put herself a birthday party on because her parents wouldn't do it not couldn't do it but wouldn't do it because they put a hundred percent of their energy and effort into the 11 year old who's the golden child so op does odd jobs makes her own money pays for her own shit including her own cake puts it in the fridge and what do they do they cut a slice before the party for the 11 year old golden child this is not just about cake these are shit parents that not only chose to not provide and not care about the birthday of their 16-year-old daughter, but were willing to take 
from her to give to an 11-year-old who was just throwing a shit fit. They were willing to completely ruin her birthday to get the 11-year-old what she wanted. There is... There is treating the baby like the baby, and then there is treating the baby like they're the only thing that matters and treating everyone else like shit. This is an ASCON one parent move. This is an ASCON one parent thing. This is for the parent, dad, and mom here. ASCON ones for allowing this to happen. OP, are you the ASCON out for canceling your birthday party because your parents cut your sister a slice of your custom cake the night before the party when she cried for it, when it was a cake that you paid for, when it was a a situation where your parents wouldn't, not couldn't, wouldn't do anything for your birthday party because conveniently they spend everything they have on your 11-year-old sister. No, you are not the asshole for that at all. And your friend who said it was an overreaction doesn't get it because she doesn't have to live what you have to live through. And if you had hosted it at your party, you can guarantee that your 11-year-old sister would have been like, I want that present. And you know what your parents are going to do now. They're going to end up taking the damn thing and giving it to her. I wouldn't want to have a party there either. Your friend who said it's an overreaction doesn't get it not at all and the fact that they said that to you concerns me and i would be evaluating that friendship you're allowed to react and in this situation being treated as you have been treated you are definitely allowed to react like that you had to provide your own birthday party at 16 that's a big deal And they showed absolute disrespect for it. And maybe it's because they, maybe it's because they were pissed off that you did that. Maybe they thought they were going to look like assholes because you did that. If you told people that, Hey, um, yeah, I bought all this shit myself because my parents are dicks. Maybe they did it on purpose to ruin the party so that they wouldn't have that rubbed in their face. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they were trying to make you uncomfortable enough to where you didn't have it at the house that they were going to be at. Or maybe they could have just not been there. There are so many other different ways that they could go through this, and I'm so sorry that you have to deal with this. Get out of there as soon as you can. It is not just about the cake, but find yourself a family member, a friend, someone that you can stay with who won't take a slice out of your birthday cake the day before your party. It's a pretty low bar. You know what I mean? It's a pretty low bar when it comes to the kind of human that you want to stay with. It's just like, you know, basic DFHB stuff. Don't eat my cake before my party. Don't eat the cake that I paid for before my party. Your parents are like on the floor. The the DFHB bars right here, they're they're on the floor playing with your 11-year-old golden child sister with the cake that you bought. You are NTA here. This this is toxicity. Yeah, this is an absolutely toxic environment for you and that sucks. Um and I wonder if in general, you know, in families where where there is a golden child, If you ever feel anything close to this, if you guys have ever felt anything remotely close to this, I am so sorry. And I hope you're in a better spot now. I'm a middle child, but I can't say that my younger sister was ever the golden child to the detriment of everyone else. Candy Thunder, your middle child was uh, 
Was Ryan ever the golden child to the detriment of other of the other kids? I, I certainly don't think so. I think it's it's wild to me that this is this kind of thing happens and that people don't either don't realize it or don't care about it harming their children. And now they're going to grow up with a really messed up sense and understanding about what family is, about what relationships should be like. It's just it's going to fuck them up for eternity. And people that make these choices and don't give a shit, I don't understand. I just don't understand. It's about so much more than cake. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the astronaut for calling the cops on my neighbor's son after he kept leaving notes outside of our house? So one of our neighbors, Jordan, age 13, lost his father recently. About a month later, he started leaving random notes on our porch or sticking them on the front door. My husband would read what's written on them, and I've read a couple of them. They were what seemed to be encouraging notes, which really didn't bother me at first, but he kept doing this. My husband thought that since the kid is going through some stuff, and since he does this with the other neighbors as well, then we should let it go. I tried to ignore so much of it on many levels, but I could not take it anymore. Something didn't feel right. I told him to stop. He didn't, and so I called the cops. That was last week while my husband was out of the house. The cops spoke to me, then Jordan and his mom. Although nothing came out of it, Jordan's mom, my husband, and the other neighbors came at me for what I did. My husband started yelling at me saying I was awful and unfeeling for doing this to a grieving kid. I told him how much violated I felt, but he called me a freaking drama queen. I was hurt by this, but just kept basically lashing, saying the kid was doing no harm. Moreover, he said that Jordan's notes were actually helpful in getting him through the day. I told him that Jordan should get into therapy, but he still thought I was wrong. The neighbors started avoiding, while others would drop some hurtful, indirect comments about what I did. Now I'm expected to apologize to Jordan and his mom, but really, should I? Am I the astronaut here? Hold up. Hold up. Okay, so a 13-year-old kid lost his dad and started leaving encouraging notes to people in the neighborhood as like a way to to mourn that was his, that was his way to cope was to be helpful and to like lift other people up and you called the cops on him they were uplifting notes Yes, this is being a drama queen. Oh my god, how dare you? How dare you say nice things to me in little notes on my front door? Something's not right. That boy is spreading positivity out here. That's just unheard of. Police, help me. This boy is out here spreading positivity. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> if you could uh, just describe to me what what one of the notes said. Uh, yes. Well, that today the note said. Um, the note said, "A smile will help you win this day." Was was that it? It just it just said a smile will help you win this day. That's that's it. <laughs> yes, isn't that disturbing? Uh, no, no, ma'am, not really. Uh, I'm sorry. What do you, what exactly are you want me to do with this information? I don't want to tell you how to do your job, and I don't really feel like I should have to. But I believe he needs a stern talking to, and so does his mother. Okay, ma'am. So I just want to make sure I have this straight. Uh, this this boy lives right down there. Left you a note. Just said, uh, a smile will help you win this day. And uh, you want me to go give him a stern talking to? I mean, yes. Arrest him if you must. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll be following up with you if we have any further questions. How 
on earth you could turn that into something that you use to victimize yourself is beyond me how and how how you could use that to victimize yourself and then expect everyone to just react welcoming and and be like yeah bravo I'm so glad you spoke up because if you didn't, then I would. No, everybody's like, what the f*** is wrong with you? This kid is grieving and to get past this time in life where he, he lost his father, he is leaving everyone uplifting notes. Do you, do you have any idea like how strong of a will that takes? Do you realize how important for a 13-year-old kid the choice to uplift others? others to rise himself is do you realize that that choice is the kind of choice that is the antithesis of what we were just talking about with kids getting getting just completely messed up in the head and then becoming up adults and then creating more up kids this is the opposite this is a kid who lost his dad and still at 13 had the wherewithal to be like you know what i'm gonna rise by lifting others and you called the cops on him you wisteria lane bitch I feel like the neighbors should band together and start leaving flaming bags of poo on your doorstep. But on the bags themselves, they can write uplifting messages. Of course, you'd have to answer the door quickly to be able to see the message before it burned away and became part of the poo. But the thought remains. Oh, did I not classify this gal yet? Oh, yeah. Question is, am I the astronaut for calling the cops on our neighbor's son after he kept leaving notes outside of our house? Uh, edited title. Am I the astronaut for calling the cops on our neighbor's son who just lost his dad and is 13 years old after he kept leaving uplifting notes outside of our house as well as other neighbors' houses? Yep. You sure as shit are, Karen. Unless there's something mean in there, I don't want the note. It just seems unnatural to me that someone who has just experienced this loss would be uplifting and positive. Doesn't it seem wrong to you? You should get into therapy. There's clearly something wrong with you. You should be negative like the rest of us. <laughs> you know, the shittiest part about all of this is that this 13-year-old kid who chose to rise by lifting others has just been shown the true ugly face of humans in society. This kid who right now was like, I see the best in people and I want to help people. I want to carry on what I feel like my dad would want me to do. And that would be to rise by lifting others. That whole worldview just came crashing down because of one person. And who knows if this kid will completely change his worldview now because he has seen the ugly face of selfish self-victimization. Who knows if he, now that he's seen what humans are really like, if he's going to be like, you know what, this, I'm going to internalize. I'm going to grieve inside myself. I'm not going to help. I'm not going to rise by lifting others. I'm going to start rising by shoving others down. And maybe that's how these people are made. There are those who rise by lifting others. And there are those who shove other people down to climb on top of them so that they can feel taller. And maybe this is how they're made. And his poor mother, who just lost her husband, now dealing with this shit because her kid left a positive note on somebody's door. Like, Karen. It sucks on so many different levels. It sucks bad.
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.